Welcome, listeners, to Season 4, Episode 8 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Char. And I'm Kelly. And we wanted to let you know that we're doing a giveaway next week. There's a tweet now that you can retweet for one entry as long as you're following us. All patrons also get a free entry, no questions asked. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you get five extra entries. The giveaway includes some horror bath bombs from Evil Amy, some Mad Lab cocktail bitters, and some exclusive drinking and screaming pins and other goodies. If you'd like the chance to win and to vote on what we should watch in two weeks, become a patron at patreon.com slash drink and scream. This week, we're watching Run from 2020. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this drink to be quite literally paralyzing. Whoa. This episode will contain discussion on forced paralysis, gaslighting, and abuse. If any of these things are something that you need to not hear today, feel free to skip this episode. So you made the drink. I did. Well, can you tell me about this? It, yeah. Um, So if you're a patron, you will get a cocktail recipe card, which always includes photos of the drinks. And I looked up, uh, not theories, but strategies on how to make this drink not curdle. And it still did. At least mine did. How's yours looking? I am mixed mine, so it it looks bad. <laughs> looks real bad. Um, there's a lot of particulate floating around. Uh, I don't want to drink it, so I'm just going to put it aside. <laughs> it tastes really good. Uh-huh. It does. So this, I can tell you that, I can tell everybody that this is a paralyzer, which is a real cocktail. It's a well-known drink. It's actually Kelly's mom's favorite cocktail. Hey, mom. Do you want the real deal about your favorite drink? <laughs> Looks like garbage. <laughs> Tastes weird. I think it's interesting because it's kind of like a float. It's got Coke and it's got, well, I can't tell you everything because I did change it a bit because this drink is not just called Paralyzer. It's called Chloe's Paralyzer. And the ingredient that I changed is what I was hoping to use as uh, I'm trying to talk and Kelly's face is so I mean, okay, it, it doesn't. Good. It doesn't taste terrible, but the the mouth feel, as us in the industry like to call it, ah. is quite upsetting. I put a straw in mine, and that's helping. Is I can't imagine that. <laughs> I can't imagine the particulate going through the straw and that that whole experience of it. Like, it, uh, listen, I love boba. I love my bubble tea. I love the little the little tapioca pearls popping in through the the straw. But this is like oatmeal. What? It's like floating oatmeal wow. being sucked through a straw. Maybe it's better if you do stir it because I did. I gave up on trying to make mine not curdle. And I just stirred it and it's, now it's like a milkshake. There's a whole lot of stuff on the bottom of mine. <laughs> Anyways, the ingredient I changed was to represent the little chocolates that Chloe would like steal away from her mom. And yeah, it's really good. I like it. It looks like a milkshake. It tastes like a milkshake. And it's paralyzing if you drink too many of these. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so this 
last week we watched Run from 2020. It premiered on November 20th of that year. It's directed by Anish Shaganti and it's written by the same person and Sev Ohanian. The director actually worked on a movie we watched recently just for fun, which was Searching on uh, Netflix also. That Sorry, was good. I was distracted by drinking my drink. Yes, that was a good movie. I did like that movie. And that was his first one and this is his second film and it's so good. I love this movie. Okay, it's stars Sarah Paulson as obsessive mother Diane Sherman and Kira Allen as budding Washington University student and paralyzed daughter Chloe Sherman. The synopsis from IMDb was just wrong. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just going to do the whole thing because it was made by somebody that would clearly watch the film but didn't like process everything that was happening. So here we go. Diane gives birth to a premature baby with several chronic illnesses, including asthma, diabetes, and paralysis. We fast forward almost two decades and see that Diane is the single mother and sole caretaker of her daughter, Chloe, who wants to go to Washington University and who uses a wheelchair for mobility. Diane is very controlling, not letting Chloe check the mail. She controls what Chloe eats and more. One day, Chloe finds a bottle of green pills with her mother's name on them while looking through the groceries. But later, her mother gives her her daily meds and it includes this new pill. This launches Chloe into an investigation of just how far her mother is going to control her. And despite Diane's best efforts, including cutting out the Wi-Fi, Chloe is able to find out that this new pill is actually a muscle relaxant for dogs experiencing leg pain. The next day, Chloe wakes up sedated in bed and locked in her room. Using fantastic resourcefulness, Chloe escapes and we see that Diane has gone to great lengths to lock her in her bedroom and prevent all communication with the outside world. Chloe escapes but gets caught by Diane, who locks her in the basement. This is where we find out through newspaper clippings and various articles that Diane is not even Chloe's real mother and that she has been causing all of these illnesses and conditions in order to mimic her dead daughter's life experience on Chloe, who was snatched as a baby from a local hospital. Chloe poisons herself in order to escape and be taken to the hospital. But even that doesn't stop Diane. Thankfully, some doctors catch on and call security and Diane falls down a flight of stairs while trying to escape with Chloe. We go to seven years later. Chloe still uses a wheelchair, but she now has partial use of her legs. She regularly visits Diane, who is bedridden in prison. Chloe updates Diane about her marriage, child and career. She's developing prosthetics for children. As she is about to leave, Chloe spits out the canine muscle relaxants that she smuggled into the prison, same as the green ones that Diane gave her, and says, I love you, Mom. Now open wide. I got a quick question before I get you to go to the trailer. What's the difference between a plot summary and a synopsis as the IMDb expert amongst us? Um, a synopsis is like really short. It has to be like five lines. OK. And a plot summary can be like what I just did. OK, because I am. I just added your plot summary to IMDb. What? <laughs> I mean, we'll see because I we didn't apparently have a drinking and screaming account on IMDb. So I just made one and submitted it as a plot synopsis. So <laughs> I don't know. All we'll, right. see. we'll see. Uh, Great. All right. Now play that trailer audio for me. Hell yeah. You do everything for me. You teach me. You cook for me. Am I a burden? Sweetheart, I could do more. I'm your mom. 
It's my job to take care of you when you need me. And you need me. Are you okay, Mom? Of course I'm okay. I have you. I have so many comments about that trailer. Go ahead. Uh, so first off, I read the synopsis that you were talking about that was absolutely wrong. Yeah. 100% they just wrote it based off this trailer. Yes. All of the, the ideas that they had in their synopsis were just from this trailer, which the trailer itself has been fully edited. Totally changed stuff. Like so many things were not in the movie. So many scenes were different. Yeah. Um. It is, which... I don't know how I feel. Like, I kind of like that they change so much that you don't go in with really any idea about what the movie's, like, direction is going to go in. I, it made it seem more like, is she really uh, yeah. being controlling or is Chloe, like, going insane air quotes it kind of made it feel like supernatural but like um internal mental supernatural kind yeah. of thing which is interesting also it had a lot of like Ari Aster vibes the music for sure yeah it and was like, very Midsommar there was that sh- it kept showing run throughout the trailer and one of them was like the tree branches above yep. shaping out run that all I remember that actually was a shot of the film was looking up at the tree branches but that didn't say run no as far as I know that wasn't anywhere that was uh that was quite interesting and like i don't remember her asking if she was a burden no definitely not yeah because that's part of my well i'll talk about it later but this is a great representation movie for people with disabilities she doesn't consider herself a burden at all and that's because she's fucking not yeah (laughs) yeah like a lot of that stuff wasn't in the movie and it also had a lot of like parallels it was like jumping back and forth between scenes to show parallels yeah which is cool, but also made it look like stuff was jumping back and forth for Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an interesting trailer. It was weird. Um, it was still good, though, because I watched the trailer and that's what made me want to watch the movie. Yeah. So I know that it does its job well because I've been wanting to watch Run forever, but it was originally released only on Hulu, which... Fun fact, I didn't do the scaredy facts. I don't apologies if this isn't your scaredy facts already, Kelly, but it's the number one watched Hulu original film. Interesting. But now it's Netflix. Now. Yes. I don't know what happened there. I don't know either. Maybe it was never Hulu and we are being gaslit by our mom to make us think it's Hulu. God. Are you ready for my points? I am. Run away with them. (laughs) My number one point is we have to do a shout out for this cast. Holy crap. I love Sarah Paulson. She's amazing. She's fantastic in everything she does. As always, we see a lot of films with her where she adopts this psychosis where she, like her reality is shifting slightly. Yeah. And uh, it's always so believable and it never gets old. And I feel like she did that really well in this. But I first knew her as like the young Ellis Gray <laughs> in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But she's been doing a lot more horror lately. She's got Bird Box. She's got Ratchet. And I just can't wait to see what else she does. And I thought that it was what I loved about this performance was how quickly she unraveled or how they made it seem like it was so fast but she was really like that all along because the movie opens with her at this like parent teacher homeschool meeting yeah and she's like oh i can't wait for chloe to be accepted into washington university blah what blah kind of blah mom would i be 
She yeah, she plays a character who lies to people very well. So well. Because that is kind of like Ratchet where she would tell everybody one story, but then be doing something completely different. Yeah. And it was just so good. And then, of course, I love that the director cast Kira Allen as Chloe. She this is her film debut. She was in a short before this. And uh, so she was basically unknown and she was completely fabulous in the role. And this just flows really well into my next point. Ooh, so so, so segue. Yes. I'm try- I was trying to remember where I remember Sarah Paulson from originally. Is it Grey's Anatomy? Uh, No, I've seen her in other things but uh apparently she was in serenity the firefly movie oh i don't remember her being in that but uh she's in is she not in american horror story i thought people kept telling us that she is i'm not oh yeah she is she totally is so i think i've i used to watch whatever channel american horror story was on i have no idea i have no idea but uh i would keep seeing commercials for american horror story and she would pop up okay so i don't even think i know her from one specific thing i think it's from trailer or from commercials. <laughs> but yeah, you can go. You can go now. You now can run into your next segue point. has been derailed. Listen, I didn't get to talk during your point. I got to make I got to. <laughs> it's a tete tete. Oh, it's, a, it's an ebb and flow. Yeah. If you will. My drink is so good. I, <laughs> mine's warming up a little bit. Ah, <laughs> drink it faster. My next point is that I kind of already said this earlier, but this is one of, if not the best representation of a disabled character that I've ever seen. The Chloe, the Chloe, that's how stellar she is. (laughs) The Chloe. Chloe Chloe is such a well-rounded person. She's so resourceful and she has so much going on besides being a person in a wheelchair. Like when I, we talk about this all the time with women in horror and women roles, we're always pigeonholed into being like the mother, the girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. The, the nerdy girl who secretly wants the D. Yeah. And she is like the daughter. Obviously that's like a huge point in this film and a big plot element. But she is like she loves the University of Washington. She's an engineer, basically, in her own bedroom. Um, Just how she deals with trying to fend for herself while her mom is being so controlling is so empowering to me. And I love that she used her wheelchair with like as such an asset in the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could tell we watched this like with. I was going to say, we watched this with Kelly and their mom. Uh, we watched this with Kelly's mom. And she commented, too, like w- in the scenes where Chloe gets to really shine in her wheelchair, you could tell that it's not just an actor who's like trained for oh, yeah. a few hours or even like a few weeks. The way she takes turns specifically, it's like you can tell the just naturalness of the flow. Yeah, she was at home in her chair and like using the chair was so interesting because in the house they have an elevator for the wheelchair, which eventually, of course, the mom cuts the wires so that she can't even use the elevator. So she has to launch her own chair down the stairs as well as her own body, but then just gets back up and just keeps going. And I oh, it was so good. She's so smart. I don't think I would have been able to get out if I was in that situation. <laughs> I mean, she also used a lot of her like tech skills that, you know, helped her get away. Yeah. The the whole soldering iron breaking the window. I wouldn't have thought of that. And like she was planned so much ahead in that like bedroom escape scene. She had to climb out of her bedroom window 
But she brought like she tied herself with like cords and blankets and shit. Then she also brought an extra blanket with her. She's crawling across the roof, unable to use her legs, total upward body strength. Then when she gets to the window, she does the soldering iron. Yeah, you can talk more about that. (laughs) Uh, She heats up the soldering iron, pokes it to the window and then spits water that she's been holding in her mouth the The entire entire time. You were like, you were like, why does she have the water? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, one of the goofs from IMDb was that a soldering iron doesn't get hot enough to do that, uh, and it takes like 30 minutes for a soldering iron to actually to warm up. up. So, right in the, uh, I mean, she could have also just plugged it in and then gone with it, but then probably would have poked herself with it. But yeah, it's movie magic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was super cool. I do wonder if Kira Allen did her own stunts for the film. Either way, though, I'm super impressed. Yeah, I couldn't find anything for it. I would imagine she didn't fall down the stairs herself. I feel like that was a stunt person because that's yeah, that's a dangerous ass stunt. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've got no trivia on that. <sighs> I reached out to her on Instagram to be like, do you want to be interviewed? She hasn't gone back to us. So everybody go bother her on Twitter and Instagram and say that you want her to be on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just pester (laughs) celebrities for us. Yeah. That's how we get. If you annoy them enough, they'll cave so that we'll stop. Yeah. That's how things work, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't been in the industry long. But yeah, Chloe is just so cool. I really admire her as a person and it was very refreshing to me. Mm. Really, Speaking really of refreshing, great. I've gotten to the bottom of this drink where all of the contents have sit- sitted. Have sitted. All sitted. Um, I'm not even going to correct myself because it's just so chunky. <laughs> it's gotten so chunky. My straw strategy worked really well. Well, yeah, you pick it up off the ground. Yeah, this is good. Uh, <laughs> do you have another point? I do. I have one final moment that I want to like gush about. So once and it kind of goes again, just flowing so well here. Chloe escapes out of her house and she gets back in her wheelchair and she gets on the road and she almost gets hit by a mail truck. And we've seen earlier in the film that she has a pretty good relationship with the person on their mail route. And uh, she tells him what happens. But then, of course, the mom comes like not even a minute later down the road as he's about to take her to the cops. And she's, we know how good of a liar Diane is. And she's like so good at gaslighting that she comes and she confronts him and she's like, oh, um, Chloe's meds were changed and now it's like really messing with her head. How's this going to look when the cops show up and a guy is trying to take my daughter away? That was intense. But then (laughs) surprisingly, he holds his own and he believes her still like they have a conversation of like eventually she says okay fine well and let's go to the hospital and And he's like great let's do that and he goes back into the truck with chloe and he's like so where do you want to go the police or hospital she wants to go to the police he's like okay and then of course death from diane it was so sad but the moment that i'm really trying to highlight here is how much he believed her because she was so convincing as a liar yeah the mom oh god it was was really good that he stuck to his grounds i mean like what's the worst that can happen if you take them both to the hospital in your in your shoes like yeah i understand being in that place and like being worried that you will 
be called out and be like arrested for misunderstanding or whatever. But like the worst that can happen is you let her go and then she's put into a horrifying situation again. She could be like killed or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's very good to if a if a person comes up to you and demands that they need help, you should believe them no matter what anybody else says to you. Yep. Um, and even if they're wrong, at least you helped them. Yeah. In their moment of need. Regardless of what that need is. Get them to a hospital or a fire station, but not necessarily a police station. Because <laughs> those they won't believe you Yay. or the person in need. And that's it for me, though. I love this movie. Oh, it's just chunks now. Just don't uh, drink it if you don't like it. It scared me. Mine is good. I, I like to- mine. Uh, uh. All right, it's time for the real deal. I did a lip drill. That was dumb. A lip drill? A tongue drill. Like, nice. Like a drum roll. So I have an areta for critters from my mom because. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it's a double feature. She did not appreciate my impromptu real deal. Even though I was there and that was basically exactly what she said. And I quote. The real, real deal, all caps with real, and it's two different words spelled yep. differently. Yep. Take it back, three exclamation marks. Kelly's recreation of my real deal of the movie Critters was just as bad as the movie itself. <laughs> First of all, the word jam is not in my vocabulary. And second of all, this movie definitely wasn't my jam. Not ever. <laughs> and I thought Space Dude was played by Leaf Garrett. That's the guy that I couldn't remember uh, the name of. okay. Um... But Char and I both heard my mom say when she was up there at the end of the movie, if this came out in the 80s, she I, might, liked it. I might like it or, you know, I would be into it. Some variation of that. I'm sorry. I got the vocabulary wrong and apparently the sentiment wrong. But yes, maybe she said it sarcastically and I didn't read the sarcasm. Well, yes. I will give that benefit of the doubt. So there we go. That is the real deal. But be careful where you deal your reels because people are always <laughs> listening. All right. With that falsified statement out of the way it's time for the real real deal for the run the real deal for run it's the real deal and i think char will be happy that my review of run will not make her want to call me bad names (laughs) char's never done that that's scandalous Really enjoyed the suspenseful feel and the constant wonder of when the next jump scare syringe plunging moment was going to happen. Two solid female performances. Go women. Loved the fact that they actually cast a real life wheelchair user to play the role of Chloe. And I really loved that when she told a dude what was happening, that they the said dude believed her. Go dude. <laughs> two of Shara's points. That's good. I give Ron two thumbs up. Yay. Hey, it says right here in Critters was my jam. <laughs> That's good. Not that your opinions always have to be exactly the same as mine. But, but they're they're right when they are. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're wrong if they're, they're, they deviate whatsoever. <laughs> I'm glad that she liked that, though. I really, I can't stop talking about this movie. It's so good. I haven't felt this rush of a new horror in a while, besides like A Quiet Place, which A Quiet Place 2 is supposed to be coming out soon. Ooh. We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors. This season of Drinking and Screaming is sponsored by American Nightmare Candle Company. Get 10% off your order on their Etsy page with code DRINKANDSCREAM, all caps. I still don't know if that's important. (laughs) 
Bring the horror into your home with a handmade soy wax candle from American Nightmare Candle Company. The scents are inspired by locations iconic to the horror genre, places like the Overlook Hotel, Sleepy Hollow, and Elm Street. Each fragrance combination is carefully curated to transport you into the story, and the catalog is ever-evolving. Available for purchase at Etsy.com slash Nightmare Candle Co. Are you sick of wearing ordinary face masks? Check out these sick face masks from the FX artists at Locked in the Cellar Creations. That's sick. Step up your face mask game with a horror or fantasy character face mask. These are not simple fabric masks, but highly detailed handmade latex masks in the shape of all kinds of characters and creatures with a built-in washable cotton liner and filter. Available in a variety of designs, like Reptile, Hannibal, and Creepy Clown. Some even have matching forehead prosthetics to create a complete cosplay look. Check out all of their masks and prosthetics at LockedInTheCellar.com. We love them so much. We have one of their dragon ones that I just threw in this ad this episode again for free. (laughs) Evil Amy is back, and we have a nice present for you. As we spoke about in the beginning of this episode, as part of our Patreon giveaway, Evil Amy is providing some sweet-smelling but horrifying bath bombs. They have great spooky scents, and some of them actually come in the shape of horror movie icons like Freddy Krueger, Chucky, or Michael Myers. This giveaway is open to all patrons. You get a free entry. There's also a post on our Twitter that you can retweet. Make sure you're following us for an extra entry, and you can leave in a review for five bonus entries. But don't worry, you can also get your own. They ship globally at evilamysterrorshop.com. The giveaway closes at the end of next week, so become a patron for your bonus chance to win. This season of Drinking and Screaming would not be possible without the support from Mad Lab Distillery. We love them and their different liquors. You can't go wrong with their amazing gin, vodka, and bitters. We you literally use them all the time. All the time! You can get their fabulous products at madlabdistilling.com. This drink that we had for this episode contained their premium vodka. And that was the last of it, so I'm sad. Oh, no. <laughs> You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream on Facebook at drink and scream. And you can email us at drinking and screaming at gmail.com for more information and to buy some merch, go to drinking and And before we go back to the episode, I also wanted to plug tabletop titties, which is the show that both Kelly and I are on. It's my baby, if you will. <laughs> it's queer and feminist D and D. And this season we're adding, we just finished our first season and there's a second season coming out. That's going to be, be more horror themed. And Kelly, do you want to give a little plug? We will also be doing a Vampire the Masquerade stream where I am storytelling a bunch of supernatural investigators in Victorian London who are also vampires themselves. It's gonna be me. I'm in that one as a player. Yeah, and I'm excited. It's gonna be super fun. So if you're not already subscribed to Tabletop Titties, that's with the double D's if you know what I mean, go subscribe. What are you doing? Now let's Run back to the episode. Or I'll shove some green pills in your mouth. (laughs) All right, let's focus. What are your points? So my first point is that I really like how classic this movie felt. It's like a modern movie. It's got all the technology and diatribes that we have now. But just the like flow of the movie had a very like classic feel to it. Uh, I've got a spoiler in my trivia section but uh, it's kind of got like a same feel of like misery the isolation and the claustrophobia 
and the gaslighting and being stuck in one place. Um, a, a thriller movie taking place just in one location primarily really does something for me. Yeah. I like the use of space and items and sets and stuff like that. It's like the the set, the house itself becomes a real character in the film. Yeah. And there's so many like Chekhov's guns in these kind of movies because during the beginning you get set up with all of these things like the chocolates and the tech and the university and the pills and all that stuff Yeah, that they all just pay off by the end of the movie. And I think it's, this one is very well done with the amount of information they give you in the beginning and then the twist on the information by the end of the movie. I have a question. Yeah. Not to derail. Oh, <laughs> not to derail you. I'm just curious. Did you find that the purple wrap chocolates were weird? Yes. Do you think that they were made like the mom made them? Ooh, I don't think so, but it's possible. Was it like another way to control her, poison her? I don't know. The weird, it was very oddly wrapped. It didn't look like it was kind of like when you try to remake an Easter chocolate Mm. from like old Easter chocolate tinfoil. That's how it felt to me. Yeah, it had strong like MacGuffin feels like there's a movie that I can't remember, but specifically there's like bonbons or something that I think a child character really wants. And it's like a object of affection of theirs. And it's like. It was this ostentatious candy that looked very like big and gilded and 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 wild. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It kind of felt prop prop like whether that was intentional because the mom was making them or it was just they didn't want a branded chocolate or something. Yeah. I don't know. But that was interesting. Hmm. I'm glad that you also thought it was weird. Maybe there's specifically a chocolate for diabetic people that has the right amount of sugar to balance you and we just don't know about it no because she specifically says that she when she when chloe is stealing some of them and then confesses to it later her mom's like you know that i keep it those like i adjust your meal so that you can have Uh, one blah 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 more controlling yeah i gotta control you i know a lot of diabetics and they eat what they want and then they deal with the consequences (laughs) afterwards (laughs) i mean there's also a couple ways of dealing with your diabetes because there's like the eat something and then inject a certain amount of uh, insulin depending on how much you ate Mm -hmm. but then there's like the regular shots and then you have to adjust your diet depending on it yeah but I mean did she even have diabetes I'm not sure how I think everything was pushed on her yeah I think it was like a total body failure that was happening like she had asthma she had diabetes she was paralyzed like her her mom really did a number on her yep my second point is actually a good segue uh in that it was wild how far the mom was willing to take this by the end of the movie she was googling neurotoxins to murder her I don't even think it I would think it was to like destroy her her brain cells so that she doesn't even question her anymore. Like, yeah, make her a vegetable. And that like the um, the extent to which she goes was moderately unbelievable. But I also don't know enough about Munchausen to know if this is how far it goes. Yeah. Like how the moment that she was trapped in her bedroom and then we see like the like cutting the wires of the elevator in their house to me that was wild like how do you come back from that neurotoxins (laughs) apparently (laughs) but it's like there there wasn't there was that point in that movie where her lies just started catching up with her where she was trying to call the um pharmacist and i love that yeah and uh 
that scene's great because it looks like she's talking on the phone, but then she's actually just practicing her lies. But she never gets back from that point because she can't lie anymore. So all she does is try to lock up Chloe and destroy her brain, apparently. Yeah, it's it's intense because like they don't really live in an era where they can just move towns and start over. Yeah, they mention like Chloe's doctor has changed like five times in the last year. Yeah. Other stuff like that. Plus, like, Chloe is getting of the age where she's probably just going to figure it out faster and faster. I thought it was really cool. I didn't even think about this. She called information because the Wi-Fi wasn't working. So she had to figure out, like, what this drug was. She knew the drug's name, Mm -hmm. uh, but she didn't have Internet and she doesn't have a phone. That's the other thing. She's like 18 and doesn't have a phone. I mean, that goes into my next point as well. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Um, It's uh, it's nice to see a movie that uses technology in their plot and actually has it be believable. because you said like they called information and she got to the point where they were dialing the number but then they were like it will this will put a charge on your account and chloe didn't want her mom to find out that she had called yeah um so then what does she do then she calls just a random person (laughs) which if i picked up and and a girl was like i really desperately need you to google something for me i wouldn't be like hold up i'm not doing this this is this is crazy what are you talking about yeah. Um. But uh, she had to like convince him that his girlfriend was weird. Yeah. To get him to do what that she he's needed. A catch. He sounds like such a nice guy. Barf. This is uh, like you said. This is the same director that made Searching, which yeah. also did a pretty good job of making the technology feel believable. Mm-hmm. Everything down to like the computer that they were using seemed like it was finally decided by Diane to limit Chloe just enough. So that she couldn't figure everything out, but not so much that Chloe questioned why they have like a Commodore or something like that. Yeah. Even so much that like when the computer booted up and it made the old like Windows 98 sound, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Um, But uh, that moment, too, of like her going down to use the Internet. And then you see the mom sitting in the background. Yeah. Staring. (laughs) Which I didn't even notice. My mom had to point it out to me. It was creepy. But uh, yeah, like the it's clear that the mom has taken steps to make sure that Chloe never has the opportunity to Google anything that she's doing. Um, Learning site, uh, not psychology, physics and engineering without the Internet. Like that's yeah. that's the hard way. Good job. And still Chloe's amazing at it. I mean, Chloe gets a 3D printer. I'm pretty sure that you need the Internet and or computer connected to a 3D printer to make it work. So I don't know what, unless there's like an internal scan that the 3D printer can do and she's just going to use it to like manufacture parts that she already has. Or it's like USB files. Yeah, maybe she goes downstairs and her mom like makes sure that she's only finding models or something. I don't know. Yeah. Again, that is believable. Everything, every bit of technology in this movie was very believable it's so unbelievable what's happening to her but so believably done yeah it's all very grounded which lets you be surprised by all the stuff she's doing and not what she's using to do this stuff yeah and Ah. you've been watching criminal minds lately and that show is wild (laughs) with its technology The things that Garcia is able to do in a split second would take like a week for real technology to do, but we need to get it to happen over one phone call. Anyways, those are my points about the movie. I didn't I didn't have a lot to say. Uh, I'll talk about it more in my final points. But like this was generally the extent of the things that I had to talk about with this movie. Oh, my. That sounds 
ominous. You know what else is ominous? <gasps> that book that suddenly appeared on our bookshelf that's breathing and talking to us. Man, it's an asshole. <laughs> it's time to open the Reconomicon! <laughs> Syringe noise. Okay, I'll put it in post. Yeah, sure. But you're going to leave yourself saying syringe noise yeah. also. <laughs> My recommendation is Bird Box from 2018 because I just hey. wanted to recommend this movie because Shar mentioned it and now I get to recommend it and she can't <laughs> later. Damn it. That's Bird Box from 2018. Speaking of That's not recommending. only reason? Speaking of recommending later. I'm recommending Ratchet. Yeah, you. <laughs> it's from Netflix. It's not a film, but a drama thriller TV show. And of course, it stars Sarah Paulson as Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And I love how it explores queer themes. Mm-hmm. It's very aligned with our show. But of course, my main reason of like the feel of the show is very uh, in line with this movie. And I love the performance of Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. Ratchet on Netflix from 2020. I love when Kelly recommended it. Last season. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, it's time for... Da-na-na! Scaredy facts! This is the part of our podcast where we invite you into bed with us after Ooh. we watch a horror movie. And Hard we, wink! We pop up the trivia to help us remember that it's just actors and sets and films and props and whatnot to help us le- be less scared about the movie. So I did the scaredy facts today. Mm-hmm. I got to the last... And Bit. you got to the end of your drink. That part's not as good. No, it's going to sit there forever in my in my cup. It's, I had to chew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so Shar usually does the budget, but you wrote unknown for budget. So yeah. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find it. 20 bucks. Sure. $20 movie. There's no way the worldwide gross is right either, I think. The worldwide gross is apparently $3.6 And I feel like that's way too low. I feel like it's also hard to track this sort of thing because it did start on Hulu and then it went to Netflix. And then it, it was like number one. I mean, I don't use Hulu. And I don't think it's like people's most popular streaming I service. I think it's a regional thing. <laughs> but the fact that it became the highest grossing most watched film that was a Hulu original. And then now it's also on Netflix and it's in like the top tens. This can't be right. But that's the what we got. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. And so I, I also still don't know how you track movies uh, gross through subscriptions. From their online, yeah. 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 Anyways, my first point we've said a few times is that uh, Kira, Kira Allen is a wheelchair user in real life, which makes this the first major thriller to star a wheelchair user since The Sign of the Ram in 1948. Wow. I imagine there's like indie movies and or like lower budget thriller movies. But apparently, according to this, the first it's the first major thriller since The Sign of the Ram from 1948. I mean, I believe it. And that sucks. Yes, I also believe it. My next point is a deleted scene shows that Diane had an abusive mother who killed herself in front of Diane when she was seven years old. And this explains why Diane had the scars on her back, which are never explained in the entire movie. I don't even know why they included that shower scene, maybe to like add mystery, but they could have. I wonder the movie didn't feel long. Why didn't they include that? Maybe they didn't want Diane to feel like sympathetic yeah yeah i mean her having that shower represented her like trying to cleanse her self of the lies that have been crashing upon her yeah but the scars just kind of look like flatulation so i had assumed that like 
maybe Diane kind of knew what she was doing was wrong. So she was like whipping herself in the back or something. That's funny because flatulation, like flatulence. Yes. That's farts. Am I saying, is it not self-flatulating? Flatulation. Self-flatulation. Yeah, that's the right word. No, flag, flagulation, flag, flagulation. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> she fired it a lot. <laughs> flagulation. I think I'm. I think it's not ch. It's a j sound, like flagellation. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right, Continue. whatever. We'll keep that in so people can learn. <laughs> Farts. Uh, the pharmacist who uh, Chloe talks to's name is Kathy Bates, <laughs> which is a reference to Misery, in which Kathy Bates stars. Uh, both films share very similar themes, which is kind of what I was talking about. Yeah, for sure. When Chloe calls 411, the automated voice gives Derry, Maine as an example of cities and states. This is a nod to the fictional play Stephen King uses in his novels and movies, such as It from 2017. Blink and you'll miss it. That's actually good. I did miss that. <laughs> I did also miss it. So <laughs> That's good. <laughs> when Chloe is looking at University of Washington videos on YouTube, there's one titled University of Washington Move-In Tips. In the preview image, a teenage girl appears carrying a box. She is the same model used on the fake profile named Fish and Chips from the director's previous film, Searching, from 2018. Which you recognized immediately while we were watching, and I did not. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, my brain just did backflips. It was like, what is that? Who is that? Where's that from? I've seen this before. Oh, my God. It's from Searching. <laughs> Which is a cool little nod to yourself. Yeah. And it makes sense. It kind of implies that these two movies exist in the same universe mm -hmm. because she's a real model in this universe. All right. So this one's a big one. Uh, and it talks about Munchausen's. So the psychological disorder the mother would be diagnosed with uh, is called factitious disorder imposed on another FDIA, historically known as Munchausen syndrome by proxy. MSBP. Interesting. It is very rarely diagnosed in part because it appears to be a psychological problem of re relatively low frequency and in part because it's very difficult to diagnose. Children typically have to be removed from the parent's custody for a few weeks to see if medical symptoms presumably induced by the parent's administration of medication and poisons remit. It is very difficult to suspend parental custody in the absence of solid evidence of abuse. Right. So you have to diagnose it by taking the kid away, but it's really hard to legally do that without proving that there's something there. Yeah. So you can't just steal a kid who's in a wheelchair and say, I just want to check to see if you're if you're causing this, uh, which is sad. So, yeah. Oof. Yeah. But uh, the more you know, mm -hmm. and that's all the facts I had. It was a very small section because it's a relatively new movie. I tried to find car facts for it, but it wasn't even on there yet. I don't know. It was like a 2019 trailblazer or something. <laughs> <laughs> it looked it looked like standard car. Great. Time for final thoughts. Yes. So my final thought is that I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but what? <laughs> what? I don't think anyone likes it as much as you did. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely a solid movie and I can't really find anything wrong with it. It was just it was really it was really good, but I didn't find that connection. Really? It was just a really good movie. That's fair. I my final thought is exactly <laughs> the opposite. This totally lived up to my hype. I was very nervous starting the film because I had built it up in my mind because I liked the trailer and I liked <laughs> the people involved. But this really worked out for me. I really loved it. it. I'm so glad that it 
met my expectations. And uh, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this. Good. I'm glad for you. Thanks. Well, that's been Run, a movie about one big advertisement for the University of Washington. (laughs) Next week, we'll be watching Aliens from 1986. And remember, always scream responsibly. Bye! Guess Kelly doesn't like aliens. Spoilers. Thank you for listening to Drinking and Screaming. Drinking and Screaming is produced and edited by Charlene Bear. Our sound engineer and local designer is Kelly Wright. And it's hosted by, yep, you guessed it, Kelly Wright and Charlene Bear. For bonus episodes, Patreon poll voting privileges, and exclusive rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash drink and scream. Want a shout out? Review us on Apple Podcasts and we'll read your review live on the show. For more information, check out our website, drinkingandscreaming.com. 